Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today we are going to talk about the man on the moon. And so you might be thinking, well, who is the man on the moon? Is that Neil Armstrong? <laughs> no, he was the first man to walk on the moon, or at least from anyway. But no, we're going to talk about uh, the song Man on the Moon from R.E.M., and we're also going to talk about uh, the movie Man on the Moon as well, about Andy Kaufman. And maybe I have something up my sleeve as to why I am talking about this. Um, but uh, anyway, we're going to get into this and uh, and get started talking about it because there's a lot of lessons that we can learn uh, from both the song and the movie. And in fact, uh, from Andy Kaufman's life as well. So with that, let's get started now. You are Jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. So if you're not familiar with the song Man on the Moon, you've probably been living on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> There's my little music uh, music joke to start us off with. But you probably recognize it, you know, if, you, if you've started playing it, you know, Mott the Hopple and the Game of Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and so when I say that or sing that to you, you probably are like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. Or some of you still may be thinking, I don't remember that. Uh, so maybe you remember the chorus, which kind of goes like this. So, Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me, are you locked in the punch? Hey, Andy, are you goofing on Elvis? Hey, baby, are you having fun? Okay, so we're going to talk about Elvis probably a little bit too today. But uh, since I always record these live, um, never quite know where I'm going to go with this. But... Let's jump in and start talking about uh, this song, because like I said, if you go through, uh, you know, and if you've listened to me for a while, you know that every so often I will have certain artists uh, that get kind of stuck in my head. I'll wake up in the morning uh, with one of their songs uh, in my in my brain that I've retrieved from my dream time. And so I'll listen to that song, and recently R.E.M. has been coming through quite a bit again. And so if you remember, I've done some previous episodes, like on Losing My Religion, 
um, Everybody Hurts, I think those were two that were specifically that I had done. So you can go back and, and listen to those episodes if you'd like to, uh, that talk about those songs. But today I wanted to talk about Man on the Moon. Okay. And again, similar to a lot of REM's work, sometimes when you listen to the lyrics or you just kind of read through the lyrics, you're kind of thinking, well, what are they talking about? Okay, so I want to I want to go through and kind of share at least what it means to me, what I've learned from it. Um, and also, I found an interesting quote from Michael Stipe from REM about this song in particular that I want to share with you here in a minute, too. So it starts off, you know, and, and it just makes references to a lot of different things. Mop the Hopple, which was another uh, another band, The Game of Life which there is a, a board game called The Game of Life or Life. Uh, Andy Kaufman in the wrestling match, and we're going to come back and talk about Andy a little bit more too, but uh, there was a part of his life where he would wrestle women. And so he was the uh, intergender wrestling champ of the world or something. Anyway, we'll get in there and talk about kind of maybe a little bit of why he did that and, and how his uh, performance art or comedy uh, was a little different and some things we can learn from that, but we'll get back to that, okay? Uh, you know, again, some of the lyrics, Mo Monopoly 21, Checkers and Chess, right? Again, those are all games. They're all games that we play in this life. And so a lot of this is talking about some of the different games that we play and some of the things that we believe in our life, okay? And so we're going to get into that and talk a little bit more about that, but one of the interesting things that I found as I was kind of researching um, this this particular episode and researching a little bit more about the song, listening to it over and over again, is I never understood why, um, you know, if you look at the way that they put this together, the um, the verses are all kind of something random. And then is yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And it's like, why did they put yeah, 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 yeah in there all the time, right? It just seems like a filler word. And what's funny is I was doing some of the research, it's kind of a, a nod to Kurt Cobain um, from Nirvana. So if you're a Nirvana fan, you know that a lot of times uh, in the music, Kurt would just be going, yeah, yeah, kind of a thing, right? And so I'm not sure if that was to make fun of Kurt or to kind of give him a head nod, but anyway, that's one of the reasons why that was built into the song. So as we go through this, you know, they, they make reference to Andy Kaufman, uh, who was a, a man that lived, I think he died in about 84, and, uh, you know, really groundbreaking in what he did. And so, you know, again, some people uh, consider him a, a comedian. Some people think he was tremendously funny. Other people hated him, hated what he said and what he stood for. And I think that would have pleased Andy very much because I think what he was trying to do was polarize people a lot and get them to kind of question some of the things that they were thinking. And so, you know, even in his life, he would, he would kind of get classified, if you will, as a comedian. But a lot of times he would say, well, I'm not a comedian. I don't know what's funny. I just do what I do. Right. You know, just Andy being authentic. Now, he was tremendously funny, but he offended a lot of people as well. And so I think he probably considered himself more of a performance artist 
than actually a comedian, but a lot of the performance art that he did was actually very funny, uh, especially when you realize that a lot of the things that he did were just big practical jokes on people, okay? And so, um, you know, there was a point in his life where he was actually even kind of uh, joking about, you know, trying to get some shock and awe that he would have to stage his own death. And so when he died in 84, a lot of people, uh, you know, believed or there was kind of this, what's called a conspiracy theory that, that, uh, that Andy actually hadn't died, that he had faked his death. And in fact, a year after he died, one of the characters that he played uh, actually performed in California. So whether Andy faked his death, whether he didn't, it doesn't matter. It is part of this bigger discussion um, that I'd like to have today. But, um, you know, that was, I think, one of the reasons why REM, they were really kind of drawn to him. And in, in a lot of the, th the things, and this is where the, kind of this quote from Michael Stipe uh, from REM comes in that'll help you kind of understand a little bit more about the reason why they wrote this song. And then I want to talk a little bit about some of the lyrics too. So Michael said, this is a quote um, that, that I found on the internet. Uh, and it said, he, so referring to Andy Kaufman, because Andy is obviously in the chorus, he says, he, meaning Andy Kaufman, is the perfect ghost to lead you through this tour of questioning things. Did the moon landing really happen? Is Elvis really dead? He was kind of an ephemeral, ephemeral, live, right? Here we go. Mispronouncing ephemeral, you know what I'm talking about, ephemeral figure. At that point, so he was the perfect guy to tie all this stuff together as you journey through childhood and touch tones of life. And so, you know, that's one thing that this song was meant to help us kind of question some of the things. Uh, because I'll probably do a future episode on this. Uh, you know, again, that most of the things that we believe are actually lies. And it's about us starting to question the right things, uh, to see things for what they really are instead of what we're just perceiving them as. And Andy's life uh, and his art was a perfect way of kind of showing this as well that I want to talk about and bring up, uh, because I think he is, is a very uh, important character, if you will, uh, to kind of see this and also think about how we can be more authentic as well. So from the quote, um, it's it, it talks about, you know, hey, is Elvis really dead? Did we really land on the moon? And so I wanted to take just a minute and talk about the term conspiracy theory. And so you'll hear that, that kind of thrown around, but I want to give you the background on where it actually came from so that you know that sometimes when things are, are called conspiracy theories, they actually happened, okay? So this is well documented. You can go do your research if you want to. But the term conspiracy theory actually was created by the CIA, Certified Intelligence Agency here in the U.S., uh, back in the 60s. And they would use it and continue to use it as a way to discredit people who are saying things 
that the government did not want them to say. Okay. Now, some of them are true. Some of them are not true, right? You have to kind of decide uh, what's actually true. But as an example, a lot of a lot of people believe or there's a conspiracy theory out there that we never walked on the moon, that that was just staged in Hollywood. And it was the U.S. government, you know, trying to pull one over on the American people. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know for sure. But I do know some people that worked in the space program. And so I kind of believe that we did actually walk on the moon. I mean, I've 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 seen interviews from some of the people that have done it, uh, you know, and different things like that. So I I personally believe it, right? I believe in space travel. I believe in extraterrestrials and a lot of the things that are out there that again get named as conspiracy theories because the government doesn't want certain people to believe that things actually happened okay and so a lot of times when things get labeled a conspiracy theory uh you might want to question because it might actually be true it might not be it might be because at the same time the government and others are creating uh false conspiracy theories to try to trick you anyway okay but let's get back so that's why the reference to if you believe they put a man on the moon uh and why the song is called man on the moon because again that's one of those things that you know again you've got to decide believe it not believe it it's up to you right a lot of people believe that elvis presley actually uh staged his own death as well Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, because again, there have been uh, different sightings of Elvis, supposedly, uh, over time. Uh, and so again, this goes into Andy Kaufman. Well, did and Andy liked Elvis. He used to do Elvis impersonations uh, as part of his act. In fact, he he kind of play a, 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 a an Elvis uh, record and then just kind of lip sync and act out the move as if he was Elvis, which was it's performance art and it's funny right in the way that he was doing it because he was so over the top about it so did andy stage his death because elvis staged his death i don't know right uh, i don't know for sure but i don't believe one way or the other necessarily okay and um so anyway so let's let's go through and and want you to start kind of thinking and questioning some of these things for yourself right um so anyway as we go through here here's some of the other lyrics right moses went walking with the staff of wood newton got beamed by the apple good now that's an interesting line you know as well and they make reference later on to mr charles darwin had the balls to ask okay now again very short but what do those things actually mean? And so here we have two renowned scientists who are made reference to. And both of those scientists actually questioned the things that were accepted at the time, right? They had the balls to ask, you know, when Newton got hit by the apple, he started thinking, hold it. You know, maybe maybe this whole physics and the way that we think about physics is not actually the way that it is, right? So he started to question. And so I think they bring this up in the lyrics as well for us to start questioning as well. 
Now, again, if we look at Newton at the time when he developed, and this is still true, Newtonian Cartesian physics still works for large matter items. Those laws that he kind of came up with still work for large, you know, matter-based objects, but those, those laws don't apply in things like quantum physics, right? And so Einstein came along later and, you know, him and people like Max Planck and some other people like that started questioning the Newtonian physics and said, hey, look, it doesn't, those same rules don't apply in the quantum. And those same rules don't necessarily apply now in the nano. And those same physical, you know, physics laws from both, you know, Newton, uh, you know, um, uh, they're all live. So here you go, right? <clears throat> Quantum don't necessarily apply in other dimensions as well, right? But if we get stuck in believing what we believe just because that's what we get taught, then things never change. And so I think it's interesting that they make reference to both Charles Darwin and Newton in that, right? Um, and, and then I love, I love this too. Here's a little agit for the never believer. Here's a little ghost for the offering. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Mr. Kaufman's gone wrestling. Now, and again, the yeah, yeah, yeahs are in the middle of it everywhere there. So again, what does that mean, right? It doesn't really seem like, well, what does that actually mean? Well, to me, you know, let's, let's think about this as well. Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's, okay? So what does St. Peter's refer to? Well, in the specifically Christian uh, religious background, you know, the whole idea in, in most of the Christian religions is we're here on earth, we die. When we die, we go up to the gate of heaven and St. Peter is there and he kind of tallies up and decides if we've been naughty or nice, like Santa Claus, and if we've been naughty, then we don't get to go into heaven and we get sent to hell. If we've been nice, then they open the gate and into heaven we go. And for the rest of eternity, we are there in heaven, playing harps, laying on, on clouds, whatever it might be. So that's kind of the, the standard belief, like I said, in especially the Christian religions of the world. But here they're offering something different. What if it's a truck stop? What if this earth that we're on right now, this incarnation that we're on right now, is just like a truck stop? You know, we're driving along in the universe and all of a sudden we pull over, we stop, we need to eat, we got to fill up, then we're going to go get back in our tractor trailer and we're going to keep on driving down the road. What if instead of what Christian religions teach us, what if instead we're just stopping by this earth for a short time and it's like a truck stop. And when we check out of this earth, we're going to go on in our journey. It's not going to end laying on a cloud in heaven. Okay. Now, again, 
to those of you that have a, a Christian background, you might be saying, oh, Jason, that's blasphemy. You cannot believe that. Well, I, I think that this, I know, actually, I don't just think that this life is more like a truck stop. We've lived before. We will live after. When we leave this physical body, we don't actually die. Our body lays down, but we move on in our journey. And so, you know, things like that are included in this as well for us to start, you know, just kind of thinking uh, and questioning some of the things that we've just been taught. Because again, most of you, most of the things you believe are actually wrong, but that's what you've been taught is correct. Okay. And I'm going to be probably sharing more things because again, uh, it's hard to believe that because that means a lot of people have been telling us lies our whole life and they have now a lot of those people don't know that they're lying or that they're telling us lies because they believe they're true as well right so again even if we go back in history a lot of people believe the world was flat you know you look out at the horizon and it's just kind of flat and if you go far enough right then you're going to drop off the edge of the earth and that was the conventional wisdom. That was what was considered the truth for a long time. And so when Christopher Columbus decided to sail around the world, right, he believed that the world was round. And if he went one way, he would end up on the other side. And sure enough, that's what actually happened, right? Because if you're on a big enough circle, everything looks like a straight line out in the distance because of our relationship Right, our relative size to the relative size of the horizon. And so again, Christopher Columbus did sail all the way around the world, right? Or you can actually sail all the way around the world. Now that we've gone into outer space and we've looked back, we can see that, yes, in fact, the earth is a round ball. And, you know, to, to confirm again, right? But again, so a lot of the things, like I said, can you start questioning some of the things that are actually real? Because when you do, your life changes a lot. Now, sometimes it gets harder because the people around you are like, you're crazy. Just like a lot of people say, Jason, you're crazy. But that's okay, right? It's okay. Everybody is entitled to have their own experience, their own beliefs um, as we go through this. So how does this tie back into Andy Kaufman as well? Well, as I told you before, Andy was really more of a performance artist. And so there were certain things that he did that appeared as though he was doing one thing, but in fact, he was doing something completely different, right? You know, that reminds me of Monty Python. And now for something completely different, right? And so in the song, it makes reference to Andy wrestling. And, and there was this period of time where he decided that he wanted to incorporate wrestling into his uh, act okay but he knew that he was a smaller guy and that the big wrestlers would kick his butt and so he said oh well here's something that's taboo what if i wrestle women instead of men okay and again it's like oh no you know no, you can't do that right only men can fight men only men can wrestle men women wrestle women right that was Kind of, again, what was believed, right? Because it's not fair for a man to wrestle a woman, okay? Now, I'll tell you, there's a lot of women in this world that can kick my ass. 
Okay. So it has nothing to do with, with women's physical strength or anything like that. It was a paradigm that people believed. But Andy was way out there. He would say things purposely to piss people off, right? So there's examples of him going on. I think it was the Merv Griffith show. It's it's shown in the uh, the movie where he goes on and he really is like, oh, no, women are great. You know, they're great at making babies and they're great at, at washing dishes and cooking our meals. But men are more superior, right? And he said that not because he believed it but because he was trying to get a reaction from people and he was trying to get people to think differently. Now, when he said that, guess what? He pissed off a lot of people. A lot of women hated him, thought he was, well, thought he was a, a male chauvinist, all this kind of stuff as he was going through this, but he was getting a lot of attention. Right. And then he kind of morphed it into having this pseudo, uh, uh, fight, if you will, with one of the the big uh, wrestlers at the time. I think his name was Jerry Lawler, if I remember right. Um, and and it made it appear as though those two actually hated each other and were fighting and were going to sue each other and all this kind of stuff. When behind the scenes they were working together and it was just a joke, right? It wasn't real, but to everybody they thought it was real. You know, to the point of going on the David Letterman show and actually getting into an altercation on live TV, right? But again, it's not, you know, the things that often came out of Andy's mouth were not necessarily what he believed. He was just trying to help people think, right? Because, you know, thinking is one of those things that makes us different as humans, and when we're able to think for ourselves and make our own decisions and decide what to believe or what not to believe, we take back our personal power. If you allow somebody else to just tell you something and you just blindly believe it, then you're giving away your power. And a lot of times those things are <laughs> being told to you to get you to spend money, to get you to... Uh, be obedient to the government and all these things to keep you in line, to control you, right? And so you're slowly giving up your freedoms. I mean, Benjamin Franklin talked about this way back at the revolution time, okay? Is that the sense of safety uh, will give people uh, a little bit at a time, they'll give away all their freedoms. We've seen that in the United States, Okay. Um, by a lot of these things that are going on. And again, there's documentaries and other things that are out there that actually uh, prove some of these things. And I might share some of that in future episodes with you as well. Um, but start thinking for yourself. Start questioning certain things, right? Because again, everything that you see is not necessarily the way it is. You know, even to September 11th attacks in New York, you know, again, we get told one thing in the media, but then there's all these conspiracy theories that really actually make a lot of sense. So what really is true, right? Because at the end of the day, that attack, quote unquote, got the U.S. into a war, which is exactly what George Bush and Dick Cheney wanted to have happen so we could sell a lot more weapons so we could take back some of the oil so we could do things like this. There was a profit motivation behind a lot of these things. 
right? Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction. <clears throat> that was another term that was come up with to scare the American public and to justify a war that didn't need to be fought, okay? Now, again, believe me, don't believe me. That's entirely up to you. But what I want you to do is start questioning some of these things uh, and start thinking about it. Now, the other thing that I wanted to bring up and one of the reasons why I think Andy Kaufman is such a great example for us is in the way of being authentic, okay? There were people who who told Andy that he wasn't good at what he did, that he needed to do things differently, but he chose to just be himself and just do what he thought was funny, do what he thought he should do from an art perspective. Polarize people, get them to question things, get them to either love him or hate him, right? Because he, I think he liked that. He liked that people either loved him or hated him. He didn't play safe in his life. A lot of the things that he did uh, were were controversial, right? And so again, you know, it's a it's a great lesson I think for all of us to just start being who we are authentically. Don't try to be somebody else, right? Just be yourself. And and because whether you're yourself or you're trying to pretend to be somebody else. Certain people are going to love you and hate you for whatever you do. But if we're if we're pretending to be somebody else, still half the world is going to hate you. If you are just authentic to who you actually are, right, half the world is still going to hate you. But at least now you don't have that cognitive dissonance within yourself of trying to pretend and having all the pressure and emotional baggage that goes along with pretending. Because it is exhausting to try to pretend. And again, hopefully you can see that I'm trying to do this as well, right? I show up, I do live recordings, I don't edit it, you see me as I am. I don't get all prettied up before I come on camera. You see what I'm wearing around my house, because this is just who I am, right? And so I'm trying to show that as an example as well, and that it's okay to be who you are. And again, some of you listening to me are going to think, Jason, you're full of shit. I think you're crazy. Okay, fine. Others of you might think, Jason, you're kind of cool, but I don't know. Okay, fine, right? Other people might be like, yes, I love what you're saying. Somebody needs to say that. I've been thinking that for a long time. Okay. That's great either way, right? Whatever you choose to believe, whatever you choose to do, that's fine with me. I mind my own business, you mind your own business, okay? But, uh, you know, again, I hope that now after we've talked about this a little bit, and again, you know, make up your own mind, but, you know, go listen to the REM song. It's great. L look at the video on YouTube. It's actually very well put together. Uh, on how they did that. REM did a very, very good job from an artistic standpoint on doing their music videos. You know, go watch Man on the Moon, the movie. Learn a little bit more about Andy Kaufman and then you decide, right, what to do. Do you want to be on the Man on the Moon uh, and, and do what you need to do and be who you want to be? Or do you want to go along to get along and just kind of live in that you know, blue pill matrix 
that so many people live their life in. You know, for me, I'm a red pill guy. And so that's why I'm here just talking about and sharing some of my experiences as well, uh, because I know <clears throat> I'm not the only one who feels this way. So with that, man on the moon, uh, stick around for the next episode coming out shortly and uh, have a great rest of your day. Just start questioning things. Just start being yourself and we'll see you on the next episode. See you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.